Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning here at Wax. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke. And Jill, you look like you were in trouble this weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> here I am up at the, you know, before the worms and the birds are even out. And I'm like, wow, wonder where Jill's coming in. And like two minutes ago, here comes Jill. <laughs> hey, you know, it's one of those weekends where you just didn't get enough. I didn't get enough sleep in my sleep bank. And uh-huh. I was down helping my daughter clean up her yard because she's getting married in less than a month. Ooh. And then we had family event yesterday. So, you know, it just ends up piling up. And what beautiful weather we had over the weekend. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't think one person complained. No, it was just beautiful. It wasn't so hot and it wasn't so cold. Got a little windy yesterday, but the wind just kind of takes a little bit of the sunshine away from you. And it's just beautiful. It was gorgeous. I think everybody was out and about yesterday wearing shorts or flip flops. I don't think anybody was out there with a coat. No, no. I think the coats have been put away for the year. Coats are retired. (laughs) Retired. Well, you know, we talked about the weather, how beautiful it is. And we've got... It looks like we're still in for another good day. And then we've got a couple days of chances of rain, but hopefully nothing too crazy. Hopefully not. Yeah. And we are still in a weather alert, like for fire. We are now hitting that critical peak area. So if you're thinking, do not think about, you know, starting any fires, no burning ditches, no burning brush, no bonfires, absolutely no burning right now because of the dry conditions. And as Jill said, it was windy. So wind, fire, Dry, not a good combination. It saves everybody time, money, and nobody gets at risk if you don't start the fire. So don't light a fire. Don't think about lighting a fire. Don't look at somebody thinking about lighting a fire. (laughs) Yeah, it's time for everybody to stay safe and wait for things to green up. Exactly. And that's the same with farm work. I mean, Jill, how many vehicles did you see out in the fields? Tractors, corn planters, grain drills. They were, I mean, they were out everywhere. They were. And boy, there's a lot of seed that went in the ground these last few days. Mm -hmm. It's kind of refreshing, you know, after the spring taking so long and being so cold. 
I think the farmers are getting a big old heave ho and getting those seeds in the ground. Oh, and they're ready. Making those just be a good thing to get all that stuff done. Yeah. And you know what else is coming? The fawns. I haven't seen any yet, but I still saw 15 deer this morning and one fox. <laughs> Well, that fox, you know, he's kind of <laughs> outnumbered. I don't know about that. Well, he was on the Nilsville side. The deer were on the, you know, past Nilsville. So I don't know what he was doing out and about, but I think he was causing a little bit of T-R-O-U-B-L-E this morning. Well, just like you. No, innocent little angel here. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> well, it's 49 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, looking at a mostly sunny day today with a little bit of breeze. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got a busy morning here at Wax 104.5. We're going to be talking about winter wheat this morning. And while we still don't know how much winter wheat the Wisconsin farmers will be harvesting, well, we do know one thing, they're not looking for hay. And we're going to be talking about some FFA members from our area going to the state FFA convention for the Stars Over Wisconsin Award. And we'll be talking about our future 75th Allison Dairyland. She'll be chosen in less than a week, May 21st. But she'll be taking her reign on July 5th. Wex 104.5 at 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. And we're going to skip the news this morning just for a little bit. But we are going to jump in with Bob and the Steffes Group. The Steffes Group, one of the largest uh, rural auction groups in the country, has a very unique auction coming up. And Ashley Hoon is with us from Steffes. And Ashley, it's in May. Tell us about uh, the auction and what you're doing. Very unique because it's in more than one state. Yeah, actually, uh, what we've got here is the former assets of Pipeline Foods. And they have five different grain elevator facilities in three different states. And each one is unique. They're different sizes. Some did milling. Uh, some were just storage facilities along a rail line, all from Pipeline Foods obviously went through bankruptcy last fall, uh, and now we're selling for the bank that owns the real estate. Tell us about these facilities in North Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota. As you said, they vary in what they can do and how you can use them if you want to take them over. Out in Bowbells, uh, North Dakota is probably the largest storage facility along a rail line, and, and in the future that could be used for wheat, canola, corn, soybeans, whatever you'd like there. Uh, then as we go into Moorhead, Minnesota, that one's in a very commercial area in Moorhead. Right now it's being used for storage, but it could uh, fire up. There's still some color sorting tables there as far as uh, grading organic grains is what they use it for but we've got a lot of seed companies interested in that one and then as we move into the middle of minnesota on the east side just south of Otana is a little town called hope and that one was the big facility that did the organic there's a lot of organic acres in that area that was their mainstay there so again along the rail line south of there is allendale that's more of what i would call a group of farmers or a single farmer might come into that one and buy that facility just for the storage. And then we've got Cresco, Iowa, which was a grain milling facility. So these can be split up. You're not selling all at once. No, you get to buy them individually. If you want to buy more than one, then you just got to be high bidder on both of them. How is the auction going to be handled and when? So it's May 24th, and it's an online-only auction, and what's going to happen is there'll be the five lots, and you just bid on them. And so if you've ever been on our timed online auction, if someone bids within the last under four minutes, the clock resets to four minutes, and none of them will close until the bidding has stopped on all facilities. 
What are we actually buying at all these facilities? Real estate, grain bins, equipment that goes with it? You're buying the real estate. Everything that's a fixture and in place is going to go with it. The only few things that don't go with it are some of the forklifts and mobile equipment. How big uh, in general are these facilities as far as the land base? Do they all vary? Yeah, it varies from 5 acres to 50 acres on some of them. And again, when will the actual auction be held and how will it be held? And if folks want to go on ahead of time to take a look online at what each of these facilities looks like. Yeah, really just go to our website, stephasgroup.com, take a look at it. It's the May 24th auction. We're giving tours all the time. We've got groups flying in from all over the country. Some of these bigger companies that are coming to look, you know, they have people all over the place and they want to all fly in together. So we're just telling people, you get your group here and we'll get you a tour. And uh, get it done soon because, again, that auction closes May 24th at 10 o'clock. Grain elevators in three states, North Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota, all put on by the Steffes Group. Ashley Hoon is with us to tell us how it's all going to work. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning. It's actually 5.05 on 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. We're going to check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden's job approval rating is hitting a new low. An NBC News survey found that just 39% of Americans approved of Biden's job as president, while 56% said they disapproved. Just 33% of Americans said they approved of the president's handling of the economy as inflation continues to soar, while 23% approved of Biden's handling of the cost of living. The Buffalo Police Commissioner says there's no mistake Saturday's deadly mass shooting was a vicious hate crime. This is someone who has hate in their heart, soul, and mind, and there is no mistake that that's the direction that this is going in. Thirteen people were shot and ten killed when the gunman opened fire at a Topps grocery store. Police say the 18-year-old white male suspect, identified as Peyton Gendron, is charged with first-degree murder and is on suicide watch. And the price of gas is soaring. AAA reports the national average price for regular jumped over the weekend to $4.48 a gallon. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Isn't that just crazy, the amount that gas has gone up? It just, you know, Jill, it just keeps going up and up and up. And I mean, what are people supposed to do? Everybody needs gas. Every- but with the price going up, it's like, what do you really do? Yeah, I was down, like I said, I was down helping my daughter out down in Portage. And the gas down there was higher than it is up here. Oh, my gosh. And we we need to get places. Yeah, you just do. You have to get from point A to point B in a timely manner. So you got to pay the piper, I guess. But, you know, it was a beautiful day for a drive. And we're going to touch base on some weather. We're looking today for a mostly sunny day. A little bit of breezy a little bit later on. Looking at a high of 69 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 42. Tomorrow, there is a chance of rain in the afternoon, but we're still looking at a high of 67. Tomorrow night, cloudy and showers with a low of 50. Wednesday, a chance of rain again, high of 68. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low of 51. Temps in the area right now, we've got Medford at 48 degrees. La Crosse is at 53. Over in Marshfield, we're at 50. I think when I left Nilsville this morning, it was 48. Green Bay's at 55 degrees, Rice Lake at 51, Wausau 52, Madison and Milwaukee, ooh, nice and toasty, 58 and 59 degrees. But right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 49 degrees and looking at a high of 69. We're going to get to our markets. Those are coming up next. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here are markets, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 144 with mixed at 102 to 137. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 145 with mixed coming in at 94 to 101. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 127 and a half with selects at 82 to 117. Cows are 64 to 103 with bulls 76 to 108. Butcher hogs are 85 to 96 with sows coming in at 55 to 65. Boars are 22 to 28. New crop market lambs are 2 to 2.20. And feeder lambs are $2 to 3.30. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we have your live cattle for June at 132.07. That's up 42 cents. August is at 132.35. That's down 42 cents. October is at 139.12. That's down 72 cents. Feeder cattle for May is at 157.87. That's up a dollar. August is at 168.02, up a dollar fifty, and September's at 170.67. That's up a dollar. Lean hogs for May is at a hundred dollars even. That's down ten cents. June is at 175. That's down 327. July is at 101.20. That's down 335. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we have your July corn up 16 cents to 7.98. July oats up 29 cents to 6.47. July beans up 13 cents to 16.60. July soybean meal was up $4.70 to $414 a ton. July wheat up 58 cents to 12.36. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged from last week at 2.39 and a half. Blocks remained unchanged at 2.30 and three quarters. And your AA grade butter was also unchanged at 2.70 and a half. And your class three futures for May were up two to 24.97. June was down 27 cents to 23.83. July down 29 to 23.74. August was down 22 cents to 23.35. September was down 17 cents to $23. And the markets were mixed into 2023. That's a look at your morning markets this morning again, brought to you by. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to take a look at some news this morning. And Jill, let's get started this morning. It appears... <laughs> I'm ready to go. It appears there's less stress on livestock owners looking for hay. While we still don't know how much winter wheat Wisconsin farmers will harvest, all hay stored in Wisconsin farms as of May 1st is estimated at 630,000 tons, up 11% from May of last year, according to USDA Crop Production Report. Disappearance from December 1st of 2021 through May 1st totaled 1.48 million tons. Meanwhile, weather is still key to what Wisconsin wheat producers will be harvesting. Winter wheat production in Wisconsin is forecasted at 15.4 million bushels, 16% below last year's 18.4 million bushels. Based on conditions, as of May 1st, the state's winter wheat yield is forecast at 70 bushels per acre, 5 bushels below last year. 
Wisconsin winter wheat growers intend to harvest 220,000 acres for grain, down 10% from last year. Wow. And according to the Wisconsin Ag Connection, some of the top FFA members in Wisconsin will be honored this summer down in Madison during the organization's state convention for the Stars Over Wisconsin Awards. That includes finalists for the Star Farmer Award, Star in Egg Placement, Star in Agribusiness, and Star in Agriscience. In the running for Star Farmer from our area are Megan Walter of Granton and Faith Benning from Marshfield. Students nominated for Star in Egg Placement include Lane Branville of New Auburn, Megan Walter of Granton, and Brandon Jacoby from Loyal. Brandon Jacoby will also be one of the finalists for the Star in Agribusiness competition from our area. Each of the candidates will receive a plaque with the top winners of each award, also earning cash prizes. The finalists are all 2022 recipients of the state FFA degree and were selected according to the amount of money earned in their supervised agricultural experience program. This year, 331 students will earn their state degrees. The Wisconsin FFA convention will be held at the Alliant Energy Center in June. Well, congratulations to all of them. And the list was really long. But they're from all over the state. I mean, 331 kids are going to be earning their state degrees. That's just amazing. And it's quite an honor to be going up on that stage, too. Oh, that's a huge honor. Have you ever been there? I have. I was star farmer back in the day. Oh, look at you. So any advice for the future star farmers? Well, fill out those forms early. (laughs) And actually, all my kids were star farmers, too. Wow, what a great day. And, yeah, congratulations to all those kids. And, yeah, we've got a busy morning, though. We need to get to some more news, weather, markets. It's a busy morning. And now we're going to be hearing from Bob. He had a chance to speak with Randy Romanski. And, Jill, tell me a little bit about that conversation with Randy. I think they were talking about upcoming events and because they were going to visit northern Wisconsin and talk about the new We'll have to listen to the interview. We'll have to listen to the interview because I had a lingo, but there I lost it. All right, that's coming up next right here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As Wisconsin farmers face significant challenges this planting season between inflationary pressure or supply chain upsets, eyes are on what the state can do to help. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Bob, you have an update for us from the head of Wisconsin's Ag Department after the governor brought his cabinet to the northern part of the state. What did you learn? Well, about a week ago, Stephanie, Governor Evers did bring some of his cabinet members to northwest Wisconsin, including Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski. I'm Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's barn, longest barn. And we got Secretary Romanski in the barn to talk with us. And, of course, farmers right now are trying to get crops in. That means they're taken to the roads, highways, and bridges around Wisconsin which in some cases and in many cases are a challenge. And that's where we started with the secretary about what's going on as far as upgrades with our roads and bridges around Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, uh, a whole lot of commerce starts on a local road, uh, and we got to get whatever product it is from farm to market. Wisconsin has had a pretty strong history of having good infrastructure, but the state went through about a 10-year pro- period where it just didn't invest in our infrastructure like it should. 
And uh, when Governor Evers first came into office, one of the things he said was his priorities were going to fix the darn roads. Just since he came into office, there's been an improvement of over 1,700 miles of roadways and 1,250 bridges. Now, that's an important one because, as you know, Bob, you you start on a local road, and if that that local bridge can't handle the equipment or it's past its lifespan, you gotta you got to add different more miles to the trip. Step two, and the Wisconsin DOT just got their uh, their plan finalized. We have an influx of federal funding. It was uh, President Biden's uh, bipartisan transportation plan. You don't get to say that much in Washington, D.C., so I'm going to say it, Bob. And uh, Wisconsin DOT just got their federal plan approved. And they're going to pump even more money into local roads and local bridges. And the great thing about that is when the Wisconsin DOT started putting that plan together, they worked with the towns and municipalities and the counties to make sure that they were meeting the needs together. And that's important. As you mentioned, local commerce starts on the roads. We produce a lot of product in Wisconsin and this country, as a matter of fact, but uh, we can't consume it at home here in Wisconsin. But as far as exports and getting the product from here to the final consumer, be it around the country or around the world. Give us an update on Wisconsin with these supply channel disruptions. Between trade disruptions, which we had for a while there, and now we have international matters that are uh, affecting it, and then obviously COVID and now the shipping restrict the shipping uh, container shipping issues. It's a challenge, but one of the things that I would say is Wisconsin's pretty well situated we we produce a whole lot of products that the rest of the world is is wanting and with uh economies kind of evolving around the world wisconsin sits in a good spot to springboard and and i'll I'll say this you know 2021 uh you know kind of at as we continued on through covid 2021 was a record export year uh for the state of wisconsin uh almost four billion dollars in exports that's the highest we've ever had uh, that's the highest since 2014. So we were up, and then because of some of those trade disruptions, we, we saw a slide. But we uh, were back up, and, and the good news about that, Bob, is it was uh, it was up across the board. Uh, we saw uh, dairy products export up 14.5%. We had meat products up about 10%, and crops were up 20%. Now, the key is we got to build on that. And I think Wisconsin businesses, farmers, producers are are ready to do that. And and I think we just uh, need to build on our successes. And here's a couple things that are that are, are going on. Um, uh, we have a small but mighty international agribusiness center in our in our agency, and uh, that group of people works with Wisconsin businesses on a pretty regular basis to connect the dots between them as Wisconsin producers or processors in the international marketplace. Uh, and for years, they've worked off of grant money or, or being uh, with partnerships and everything. The state hasn't provided state funding, you know, ownership of, well, here's what we're going to do with our exports. And, and for the first time in this last budget, Governor Evers proposed funding for something called the Wisconsin Initiative for Ag Exports, for the first time providing state funding for our International Agribusiness Center. To help businesses develop a plan, find a market, and then market that product to the world. And again, you know, the governor proposed that in his budget, and the legislature uh, agreed with it. So that's, you know, some bipartisan success. And from that, we put together, you have at your office, and and I want to commend not only you, but previous agriculture secretaries. This export has been a big, big 
effort on no matter what side of the aisle the secretary has been from and it's been a it's been a good thing to see but you put together Wisconsin Ag Export Council you just had your first meeting a few days ago what did you talk about and what's your goal for that it's something that uh once we once we identified the need for additional funding, clearly our agency needs to put together a plan. We've done that. So now that now that we've now that we've got the funding, what are you going to do? And so we have a, a plan that we uh, put together. It's a five year plan on where we should be targeting, what markets, what products, what areas, when we should be going there. That's a, a program that we've put together. However, what I would say is we're going to have to pivot over time. I mean, things might look different a year, two years, three years down the line. And the way we thought about it at DACCAP and Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, it's something we're doing in partnership with that agency. The way we looked at that is we want the industry to, to be involved in this discussion going forward. Uh, this is too important of an issue for our state. It's too important for our, our businesses and our farmers. So we wanted them to be be there as a sounding board, as a as a resource as we have these discussions. So uh, first meeting, uh, we and, and we have uh, 15 people from across the state who are part of this, representing all different aspects of Wisconsin agriculture, and uh, four legislators, bipartisan group of legislators who are part of this as well, and it's convened by WEDC and, and DACCAP. The first meeting, you go through the the formation kind of steps, but the most important thing we wanted to do is have DACCAP and WEDC's international team walk through how we're planning to use the funding, where we're planning to go, talk about some of the challenges that are out there, uh, and then also just listen to the members uh, about what they're seeing, because obviously... It ranges from uh, people who are people and businesses that are are pretty advanced in their international marketing to groups that are they have some members that are involved, but the, you know some of them are just getting started. And so th- those are some of the conversations, and then identifying what our next steps are. You know, what kinds of things do we want to know about? Let's you know, talk about some of the infrastructure challenges and and the the marketing aspects. Talk about how we how we uh, quantify. How we're doing, and and most importantly, how can we harness the energy and the successes of some of these companies that have been doing it and doing it well for a while, and teach others, coach them up how to, how to have a good plan, where to where to identify your market. So, how often will this organization council meet? Because again, exports are a challenge. We're going to start by having at least two meetings a year, but with the option of having more as people are able to. I know from having that first meeting, uh, we could have kept going for a while because there's a lot to talk about, and we're already identifying a couple of more meetings that we want to do in between. It's an important issue, and this group is really motivated. Uh, we're fortunate. The person who agreed to be chair of it is just right down the road from here, Charles Walksmooth from Chippewa Valley Bean. Clearly, Chippewa Valley Bean has got a, a great export story to tell. We're going to get gather those best practices from this group of individuals and others because, you know, we want people to know, if you haven't thought about it, you might be able to build a portfolio that, that gets you out into the into the world, the world marketplace. You mentioned- and that's Randy Romanski, Wisconsin Secretary of Agriculture, this morning with Bob. And I think, Jill, you'll be putting that up on our website here shortly. Tell everyone how they can get to our website and listen to the interview with Randy Romanski. Well, you roll on over to the WAX website. 
click on Midwest Farm Report and you scroll down a little bit and you will find it in our podcast. Perfect. Well, we've got to keep moving this morning. We've got your morning markets. We've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. He's coming in next. Next, And this morning's markets are brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with those morning markets. We're half past 5 o'clock this morning. Let's head over to Premier Livestock and check in with Rocky Olson. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we had a beautiful weekend for weather-wise. I mean, I can't. I don't think anybody out there complained. How about up in your neck of the woods? No, it was uh, absolutely beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. I think we'll keep it. How does that sound? Sounds great. Keep all more right. coming. Well, and speaking of keep it coming, let's get to the report. What's all going on over at Premier Livestock? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold over 2,400 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 114 to 132. Low choice and selects, 105 to 113. Choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 139.50. Market cows steady. High yielding cows, 75 to 93. Most cows, 61 to 74. Market bulls, high yielding, 97 to 114. Uh, lower yielding bulls, 96 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding from 87 to $1.09. Low yielding from 86 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly from 75 to 185 per head. Beef calves 100 to 375. Holstein heifer calves 20 to 125. Uh, this week at Premier Tuesday, we've got a special feeder cattle, bread beef cow, cow calf pair, and beef breeding bull auction. We're expecting six to 800 head of livestock. Uh, remember, if you're bringing bread beef cows, to have them in by 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday for preg checks, or they can come in on Monday. Then Wednesday, uh, we got our dairy cattle auction. We do have a complete herd of 50 Holstein dairy cows. Uh, they're averaging 65 pounds of milk, 161 cell count. They sell on test, and they are accustomed to rotational grazing and bred to registered Holstein bulls. Plus several other groups of uh, reputation fresh cows and top spring and heifers. More details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, uh, don't forget machinery auction coming up here June 17th. If you want to get into advertising, you got till the end of the uh, the end of May here to get your consignments in and get in that advertising list. So uh, it is coming up quick, and like I said, best advertising you can have is have it sitting on our lot. So any questions, call us again seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. That's the way it shaped up, Kristen. Sounds good, Rocky. I'll let you go so you can enjoy the day and get ready for the next sale. All right, thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier this morning. And we've got a busy morning. We've got weather and news, more markets. That's a lot coming up yet. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our weather this morning. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. 
And oh my gosh, Mike, a beautiful, beautiful weekend. I don't think anybody said anything negative about the weekend. I would have to agree with you on that one. I was, uh, I was saying, I went to, I went home to St. Cloud this weekend, and uh, man, oh man, I had never seen it flood like that though. Like there was really? a bunch of standing water like outside, and we were driving like past the the Mississippi River and just seeing how high it was, and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know. Wow. See, and we don't have that here. See, that's why you stay over here. You stay in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. We have beautiful weather. There's no floods, knock on wood. Yeah, right. It's just perfect weather. Yeah, it was It was certainly great here this weekend. And, uh, well, that's going to continue on into today. We'll have mainly sunny conditions out there, just a couple passing clouds. Otherwise, getting into the upper 60s and low 70s for the most part. And that carries on into tonight, mainly clear conditions with lows going to be a little on the chilly side, though, into the mid-40s. Going into tomorrow, though, we'll start off with a good bit of sunshine, but then we'll have some clouds moving in throughout the afternoon. Temperatures fairly similar to today, climbing to those upper 60s. Then going into tomorrow night, we start to see a chance of some showers uh, increasing. Now, that'll keep our temperatures up a little bit through the overnight, uh, only dipping to about the low 50s. And those shower chances will carry on into Wednesday. Again, another fairly similar day in terms of temperatures into the upper 60s once again. Those showers start to move out. We clear out a little bit of sunshine by Wednesday afternoon. Partly cloudy conditions by Wednesday night once again in the low 50s. Another chance of showers and potentially some thunderstorms as we warm it up on Thursday into the mid to upper 70s once again. And those chances for storms continue into Thursday night. By Friday, though, partly sunny conditions. Temperatures mostly holding around those low 60s, so it's going to be well below average yet again. But setting up for a rather decent weekend. Still going to be on the cooler side, but at least uh, mostly dry going into Saturday. Partly sunny with uh, mid to upper 50s for our highs and upper 50s by Sunday. So again, a little on the cooler side. But right now, partly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 49 degrees in Eau Claire. So not too bad at the moment. Yeah. Did you catch some of that lunar eclipse last night? I wish, but I just go to bed a little too early for oh, that. Oh, I actually caught some of it last night. Oh, I got nice. to see when it first started and like halfway through and then I went to bed. I'm like, I'm not waiting for the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> not waiting for it to turn that like crimson red color? <laughs> I wanted to, but it was like 1030. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I'm like, fair. it's time for bed. I, I understand that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, we'll catch you later. All right. You have a good one, Kristen. Yep, you too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, this morning. And what a beautiful forecast. We've got a beautiful day coming up. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that's right, Farm Tech Fest is coming up. It's it's like so close. I mean, July 13th is going to be a great time at Farm Technology Days just south of Loyal. You cannot miss it if you're heading north. Toward Loyal, it's going to be just south of, of town. If you're heading south, just follow the traffic. It's so easy, Jill. I mean, anybody can find it. Especially me. Especially you. There you go. Well, Jill, I think we should probably get to some news this morning and check in with Morgan McCarthy and see what's going on out there.
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Plugging back into a new week and out of that weekend, we begin in Rusk County where three people are dead after a wreck there. That happened over the weekend, Saturday afternoon between Lake Holcomb and Ladysmith. Deputies say they found two cars in a ditch alongside of the road and it was obvious those cars had crashed into one another. Two people were dead in one car, a third taken by helicopter, but later passed away. We looked at other parts of the state and in Milwaukee, there's a plea for the violence to end. This after another violent weekend, Friday night's downtown Milwaukee shootings have officials there decrying a lack of respect for human life. Assistant Police Chief Nicole Waldner notes the violence occurred amid a heavy police presence. I think it goes further than respect for law enforcement. I think it goes toward respecting human life. I mean, despite if the police were there or not, what makes people think that they can just have a shootout on a public street? Three separate shootings Friday night, including one in the crowded Deer District, followed that Bucks game that left 21 people injured. Police took five armed people into custody and recovered 10 guns. A curfew for those under age 21 was in place over the weekend. In other headlines, it was on the political stage and at a rally that U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin spoke. This was Madison's pro-choice rally organized by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Wisconsin Democrat here talking about last week's Senate vote that would have put abortion rights into federal law. It laid a marker on on the ground for all of us to see who is with us and who is against us. It showed the people of Wisconsin who stands for protecting these constitutional rights and who is trying to take them away. Also in Madison, local and federal law enforcement continue to investigate the previous weekend's arson at an office of a pro-life group called Wisconsin Family Action. As of Sunday, no one was in custody in connection with that. Well, I don't need to tell you that the prices at the pump continue to climb. Wisconsin continues to see that as well. AAA says the average price for a gallon of regular in Eau Claire is about four eighteen. That's nine cents higher than last week and just below our state average which hangs out at about 422 a gallon and on that note we'll fill the tank and get you back into the barn so you can get out to the fields today plenty of farm action uh, over the weekend nice to see those tractors out in the fields i'm Kristen and jill they're here ready to go and just after six don't forget alex edwards he fires up the tractor too and chugs us along through this monday morning we're in it together right live local and right along with you on wax 104.5 the crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're at 542 on a Monday morning. It's time to check in with some morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Jim, what's all going on? Choice beef steers and heifers fifteen to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers ten to $1.30. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers nineteen to $1.30. Choice Holstein steers six to $1.18. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.05 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 72 to 80 with a top of 88. 60% of the cows sold from 58 to 71. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 57 and down. We're now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, May 20th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Eltuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Eltuna. Have a great day. You too. That's Jim Lindsay from the Equity Eltuna Barn. And now we're going to go to Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, it's a very good morning to you, and uh, you're looking well this morning. You got your wax T-shirt on and everything. Huh? Ah, you were watching this morning. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I got up. Uh, I didn't. Uh, as we're talking about the uh, eclipse before, I didn't stay up and watch. Uh, I just watched the beginning of it. What a beautiful thing. I hope somebody uh, really got some good uh, uh, film or whatever you want to call it on that. But, no, it's um, it, it's nice, and the moon was out big, bright this morning, too. Yet. So you probably saw that when you drove in, huh? Oh, yeah, the moon was definitely full and bright this morning. The lunar eclipse had already passed through, but it was definitely something to see. I wish I could have seen, like, what Mike D'Andrea said from 13, you know, the, the crimson moon. I wish that, but that's okay. I needed at least three hours of sleep. Well, well, you better get more than that if you fall asleep on the way into work. Oh, no, not with. I had 15 deer and one fox this morning. There's no sleeping on my drive in. Oh, man, they are out there. Well, anyway, it's, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't sell any deer at Equity Stratford. We sell a lot of livestock, so uh, I well, guess. Yeah, tell us what's going on over at Equity. Yeah, we better get the business here. Kristen, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A full marketing week upcoming here at Equity Stratford, of course, starting today, Monday. With our uh, Monday auction, that started at 9.30 a.m. this morning. We sell uh, market cows today, York cow cows, and also fat cattle and bulls. And at 11.30, we will sell those beef calves. And again, uh, that will conclude with the market later on this afternoon. All right, tomorrow, Tuesday, busy day here at Stratford. Tomorrow on the 17th, we do start with the hay auction. That will be a a.m. start with hay and bedding auction at 11 o'clock. Dairy sale. As part of that dairy sale tomorrow, we do have uh, good quality springing Holstein heifers. Uh, they are bred to a black Angus bull. Also, we have uh, some recently fresh first calf heifers. So, if your folks are looking for springers or recently fresh uh, heifers, we'll have those tomorrow. That'll be at 11 o'clock as part of the dairy auction. Following the dairy auction tomorrow, Tuesday, we will sell market cattle, including organic market cows, organic, all organic market cattle. We will sell those also every Tuesday, followed by the conventional market cattle. A big day coming up here at Equity on Wednesday. Um, a regular auction will start at 10 o'clock. Market auction, sheep, hog, and goats also on Wednesday. Baby calves. 12 noon will be our feeder cattle auction and beef breeding bull sale. So um, you folks are looking to buy breeding bulls or to sell, that will be part of that auction on Wednesday starting around 12, 12, 15. Thursday our auction does start at 11 o'clock. Marketing day on Thursday with market and baby calves. So again, we have a lot of information on our website. We encourage you folks to take a look at that. Equity Shop. Click on the Stratford page and uh, well, in the market, or boy, I tell you, we talked to you last time, Chris. And things up and down, changing all. And like you said before, uh, with what was the wheat went up super high or whatever it was this morning? Or yep, goodness, fifty-eight huh? cents it went up on the overnight. So. Hopefully it'll continue uh, the upward trend when it actually does open during the day. Well, and again, we'll have to, we'll be back here tomorrow morning uh, to give the folks an update on what's transitioning in the uh, livestock market. Are uh, more of an even keel than that stuff that's going on in the board of trade and stuff. But it's uh, oh, it's an up and down deal. I don't know. It's a good thing you guys are there to follow it every day. That's our job, Jerry, and we're good looking too. Well, I will second that. You guys enjoy <laughs> the day. You too. Thanks so much, Jerry. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Bar. I think I actually got him stumped this morning. <laughs> but we've got more markets. Those are coming in next. We've got Michelle from Terrain Livestock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with some more morning markets. We're going to head over to Terrain Livestock and check in with Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kristen. You know, we were just talking before about how 
you know, we're doing a great job here. We're good looking. And now we've got three of the best looking women here all on the air with us. Hey, there you go. Yes. I mean, what a way to start the morning. I know, right? 15 deer, one fox. Jill, what did you see coming in? I didn't see much of anything. She didn't see much of anything. And and Michelle, you just got cattle at your place. (laughs) Hey, you know what I have in my yard? I have a skunk someplace because I can smell it. So that's what I have. I think Jill does too. Yeah, Charlie the skunk was busy again. Missed the dog, but boy, it blew in the windows. Wow, it's bad this morning. And it's so weird because my daughter-in-law sent me a picture of a skunk going across the yard and my son killed it, but... In the in the meantime, I was like, "Wow, great! I haven't had a skunk in my yard." And then this morning, I woke up and I'm like, "Here we are." This oh, jeez. So. Well, we'll send your husband out to take care of that. I I don't know where this thing is, but oh. we're gonna find it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, yeah. Michelle, we'll catch us up. What's all going on over at Tree Livestock? All right. Thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of May 9th at Green Livestock Market in the Slaughterco Market, we tapped at 87 and a half, 83% of the cows, so from 61 and above. Market cows were 76 to 87, low-yielding cows 61 to 75, thin and weak cows 60 and lower. In the Holstein Sam Market Choice, 112 to 128, selects for 110 and down. For beef catch steers and heifers choice, 118 to 138, with the selects at 116 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 90 to 101, with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows, so from 80 to $165 per head, lighter and lower quality cows, $40 per head and down. Holstein heifer cows were 10 to $60 per head. Beef beef cross cows, 85 to 325 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 65 to 69. Sow boars were 26 and a half and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with cows at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all those at your livestock, your family owned in every market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle. And just close the windows. You'll be all right. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's coming through, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll take the sunshine. Exactly. Yeah. Once the sun comes out, hopefully the smell will go away. Yeah, there you go. All the right. sun makes everything better. Always. Yes, exactly. Well, you have a great day, and we'll catch you later on. Sounds good. Take care. There she goes, Michelle from Tureen Livestock this morning. And we've got a busy morning. We've got some markets yet. Ready for a fun night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is. Farm Tech Fest is coming, hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is also available, so get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Mutual Insurance. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn up 16 cents to 7.98. July oats up 29 to 6.47. July soybeans up 13 cents to 16.60. July soybean meal up $4.70 to $414 a ton. July wheat up 58 cents on the overnight to 12.36. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump and Arcadia is at 771 for corn, 
Baldwin and Mondovi are at 728 and 1591. Durand is at 723 and 1591. Elmwood is at 728 and 1596. Fall Creek is at 718 for corn, 1581 for beans. Osteo's at 726 and 1595. Elk Mound at 736 and 1608. Sparta's at 732 and 1606. Ellsworth is at 718 and 1569. And Buck Country Grain and Dummer's Grain Service are at 731 for corn, 1596 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 770. Stanley's at 748. New Richmond's at 744. And looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at 239 and a half. Your blocks were unchanged at 230 and three quarters. Double A grade butter was unchanged at 270 and a half. And your class three futures for May up to at 2497. June down 27 to 2383. July down 29 to 2374. August down 22 cents to 2335. September down 17 cents to $23, and the markets were mixed through 2023. Last week on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program, we talked with our state forage specialist, Dan Undersander, about the sickle versus disc mowers for dealing with our, our forages, our alfalfas. And uh, Dan, hopefully, now that we're under the 16th of the month, it won't be long when we'll be using some of that machinery, but if we haven't tuned it up or taken a look at it, it is time. That's right, Bob. Uh, a little bit of maintenance can go a long ways. And the first thing, uh, let me suggest that uh, everybody have their mowers, no matter what kind they are, adjusted for a three-inch cutting height. If they are going to put or have grass in with the alfalfa, then they really need to go to a four-inch cutting height. Uh, alfalfa can take the short cutting. The only reason we recommend three inches is to keep the dirt and stones out. But grasses store energy in the base of the plant. And so when we cut an alfalfa grass mixture too short, uh, the grass tends to die out, thin out or die out, or at least yield very little over time. So, So think about, making sure that you can cut at a three or four inch height depending on whether or not you have grass in with the alfalfa. Now for some machines that may require an extra shoe and this would be the time to think about it and put that on. The other thing that we should do is, uh, and of course we do this naturally with a sickle mower, but uh, make sure that the blades are sharp, if they're serrated, that we have replaced uh, any broken or damaged blades on the sickle. And then the other thing is the same thing with a disc mower. Uh, that's one that we tend to let go. The knives get too dull. The edges get rounded. And then we're first taking more horsepower, but secondly, really just stripping those plants, uh, the stem from the lower base. And so it's a good idea to make sure that the blades on your disc mower are reasonably sharp. Uh, If there's much stone damage, you might need to address some of that. But that little bit of maintenance can do an awful lot to uh, help us through spring cutting, give us cleaner cuts and less damage to the stand. And that's Dr. Dan Undersander, our forage specialist, with your Next Girl Alfalfa update program this morning. And that's definitely true. Make sure those blades are sharpened. And, you know, right now everyone's out in the fields, either disking, plowing, planting, or doing something. But we can still manage some time on a rain day, get out there and get those blades sharpened. So when it's time to cut, you are ready to rock and roll. 
We're at three minutes before six o'clock. Alex Edwards is coming in next with your morning show. And we're at 49 degrees, looking at a high of 69. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.